Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? Here at True Face, we develop relational, grace-based discipleship resources, equipping you to experience deeper relationships with God and others, equipping a growing group of men and women with a toolbox of teaching and experiences to help you become more fully known, fully loved, and fully alive. And today I'm going to share with you a pretty major secret. I would claim that it's the most important secret and the true bedrock of our faith. The secret is trust. I want to unpack this secret of trust because trusting God is a broad, overarching principle that is the foundation of our journey of following Jesus. But here's the key. God has designed us with an innate, fundamental longing to be loved. And trust is the secret to experiencing this love that only he can give us. Said another way, trust is what unlocks love. This thing that is innate in us that we long for, that we desire, that draws us to trust. This idea is a bit complex as love is a multifaceted concept. We receive love from God, from others. And in order to understand how trust unlocks love, I think it's important to define the word. I'll be using a pretty practical definition of love today that I got from the founders of Trueface, which describes love as the process of meeting needs. Love is the process of meeting needs, the giving and the receiving of needs being met. Think of this more as a working definition than a one-size-fits-all definition of love. Love is our most fundamental desire. And if we boil down all of our wants and our desires, the primary desire in all of us is to be loved. And scripture points us to this. If you have any experience with faith, you know the broad concept that God is love. And 1 John 4, 7 and 8 tells us, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness of love. God is love. He made us in his image. And my life affirms this truth of who is God and why he made me deeply. Even if you're not a Jesus follower, you can get your head around this, right? We long to be loved. We, we, when we boil everything down, it's our heart's truest longing. Now, what does this really mean? What does love actually look like? To understand this idea, let's think of love as a bicycle with two wheels. The first is being needed, and the second is being known. If, if love is the bicycle, these wheels being needed and known represent the two most critical yearnings or components within us to realize what we desire and what we're designed for. The two fundamental yearnings within us. If you're human, if you're a human being, you share these two core needs of being known and needed. And let me unpack what I mean first by focusing on what I mean when I say need. We have a need to feel valued, like we matter, like we're important. We have a need to feel chosen. Should 
would we be missed or are we worth fighting for? We also have a need to feel significant. Are we contributing in this life in a meaningful way? Does our work have any meaning? Now, the second component is to be known. If you've ever been lonely, you're already aware that this is a pretty fundamental desire because the truth is we have a need to be known. We have a need for attention. I see this need in my kids who ask if I'm watching them or will I play with them. We have a need to be affirmed. I feel this in my craving to be told I'm doing a good job or that I have what it takes. For example, I've been back working out at the gym and I've lost 10 pounds. I've added a little bit of muscle and over the past few months, and I've been waiting for Emily to mention that she notices a difference. And so this is going to be a test if my wife listens to this podcast and sees, and sees if she says anything. We also have a need to be understood. That That's why asking questions is a great way to love people and to experience love. The people you feel most connected to are often the people who are interested in understanding who you are and how you feel. That's why one of the best ways you can love others is by meeting their need of being understood by asking them questions, kind of like Jesus did. Now, now that we understand our greatest needs and desires, let's review. So love is the process of meeting needs, the giving and the receiving of needs being met. We feel loved when others meet those needs that we have, and we love others by meeting their needs. It's important to know that these longings are valid and they're central to our lives, to be known and to be needed. It's important to be aware of how we're meeting them and who we are looking to or what we're looking to to meet these needs in our lives. What do we depend on? to meet our needs that are innate in us. This is where we circle back to the key ingredient that we brought up of trust. We must rely on God to find what we're looking for. We have to trust God to let God meet these needs in us, not ourselves or not the answers or the things that the world says will meet our needs. This longing for love is central to our design. And it's a centerpiece to the war of the world versus the kingdom of God. Our, our world, with its subtle lies, tells us that we can find or meet our own needs. If we think hard enough about it, we can manifest it. If we hustle hard enough, we can make it happen. There's definitely merit and truth to working hard and pushing towards your dreams, but the evil one's clever. He manipulates these things, these needs and desires, and spreads lies that feel like truth. The world says that they have answers for what we're looking for, that we can fill the longings of our own hearts, that we can find value in our own abilities, affirmation in our money, validation from the opposite sex, and the significance we crave from our jobs or the next promotion. <clears throat> all without God. Why would we need them? We can do it all ourselves. But here's the truth. These are all lies. How and what we look to to answer these longings matters and is central to the war of our hearts. Our longings are the central battleground for both sides, our heavenly father and the evil one. Each is fighting to provide us with the needs we're longing for. 
but only God wants these needs to actually be filled. The evil one's just trying to deceive us so that our true needs are never met by the source of the one who made us to meet those needs. Let's, let's look at some examples of this. God made us with a healthy desire for attention. So the lies say, I can do enough, be enough to get the attention I deserve. Conversely, we see Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, which was an intimate expression of attention. To us living today, we're given the Holy Spirit who will never leave us. Another one is God made us with a need to be affirmed. We can receive affirmation from the next cute guy or girl who gives us attention on screens or in person, or we can seek that affirmation in relationship with our Father in heaven and others in healthy ways. Who we gain our affirmation from, who and where we gain that affirmation is one of the biggest battles we'll face. Another one is that God made us with a desire to be known. So let's look at the tension here, the battle. The world says, if people really knew you, there's no way anyone would love you. So the world's game becomes only letting others see the best version of you. The world tells us to conform in fear, but the father says he knows me intimately and knit me together in my mother's womb. And in healthy relationships, like the guys in my small group, I can choose to put my mask away and be vulnerable. They know what I'm struggling with and they love me more for it, not less. The next one is that God made me to live a life of purpose. My pride says that I need to do something significant to deserve or earn love. Jesus said, nah, there's nothing you could do to get any more or any less of my love for you. Trust me, and I will invite you to partner with me in my kingdom work, which will be of great purpose. Last one I want to talk about is that God has made us. He has made me with a desire to have significance and value. And my pride says that my money, my roles, or position prove my value. And Jesus says, you are a son of God, a saint, a new creation imparted with my righteousness, Robbie, which is something worth dying for. So the evil one offers effective and compelling lies because they give us the momentary illusion of meeting our needs, which are healthy and, and normal, of feeling valued, significance, and being known. But what the world offers doesn't last. They're temporary, and they, they come up wanting. All of us have tasted a piece of what the world offers, and we know this is true. We know it doesn't last. These answers are momentary and they feel good and they satisfy for an instant, but then we're left empty again. The simple truth is that lies will never deliver what they promise. Jesus made us right in relationships with him in order to experience radical, amazing love that we long for. We're created with these needs so that only God could meet them. He knew we couldn't achieve these longings and that the world's answers wouldn't satisfy the true desires of our heart. That's what points us back to him over and over to abide, to surrender, to find what we're looking for in him because he's made it possible to receive it and he is the source of that. 
Therefore, the secret to experiencing life with God is trust. Trust is how we unlock and experience love. To let God love us, to receive what he's done, to receive his love for us. Trust is how we move towards to to find these things that Jesus made possible. Trusting God is letting God love us. It's a posture of humility, of receiving, of abiding, of surrender. Trusting God is letting him meet our needs. So as I land the plane today, here are some questions for you to reflect on. Where Where are you putting your trust? Is it in yourself, others, institutions, God, your career, or somewhere else? The second question is, which of these God-given needs of attention, affirmation, being known, purpose, and significance, is he inviting you to come to him for him to meet? Or to trust others with in your life that he has given you to meet these needs? And last, who have you allowed to meet your needs in love? He says, love God and love others. By this, the, they'll know that you're my disciples. It's the giving and the receiving of love. So who in your life are you letting love you? Thanks for tuning into these. And please do us a favor of continuing to help these truths reach more people by subscribing, giving it five stars, and sharing this podcast. And for these that I don't have a guest, uh, we have these manuscripts in blog form for you to share, for you to read, and sometimes to articulate these truths more clearly than I do uh, verbally on the podcast. So check out the blogs on the TrueFace app, uh, TrueFace Life app, or TrueFace.org. And we, I appreciate y'all. See ya.